When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show here on the internet. I'm going to go on ahead and talk about tonight's topic. And first off, I'm going to talk about the Irishman trailer that dropped today. You know what? I wasn't even expecting this thing to drop, but hey, I'm happy to see it. And then the fan-made poster of Ava Green for Do- uh, that the fans made and everything, and they want to actually put her as Nightmare. So I'm going to go on ahead and talk a little bit about that. I'm going to talk about It Chapter 2 again, about my most anticipated movies for 2019 for the remaining of the year. Then I'm going to talk a little bit about my 2020 movies that I'm looking forward to seeing for next year. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and get a little sweaty. Let's go on ahead and let's do this thing. So, the Irishman trailer dropped today, and it's this new gangster film with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. That's right, I said Joe Pesci. If anybody could get him out of retirement, it's more so Scazy. And Martin gave him a call. He's doing The Irishman. Now, this thing, what I have to say is this. Robert De Niro plays Frank the Irishman. And he's a hitman for this mob. And based off of what I know, for it's going to be a limited release um, for movie theaters. And then it's also going to be on Netflix for the remaining time. It's actually going to be a Netflix film. But they are actually going to be doing a uh, a screen, some screenings for... This movie, this is actually a passion project for Martin Scorsese, so that's actually something to be looking forward to because I love it when directors actually do passion projects and they're actually excited about it, and it's going to be interesting. But this place, this is actually about a movie that's about Frank Sheeran Mantez, and he ties in with the Bufflino crime family and claims to have killed fellow team master Jimmy Hoffa. Now... This movie looks like it's being raw. This movie looks like it's going to be loud. This movie looks everything like you want from a gangster movie. I love what they're going to be doing with this. I love the plot line. I love the opening whenever you actually have a phone, the phone rings and you actually hear Joe Pesci's voice. You hear Robert De Niro. You hear the dialogue is right on point. It's everything you want from a Martin Scorsese movie. It's everything that you want to feel, the raw, the emotions, everything that you want to hear from a gangster film. You even can actually tell that these actors are actually right on point with each other. The chemistry is actually working with them. They're passionate about what they're wanting to do. You actually believe that these guys are actually gangsters you actually believe in the whole entire deal with these characters and how much of a true story this thing is actually going to be now this thing is supposed to do a lot of bit of a flashback between the benjamin button um special effects where it's gonna be flashing back between when they were younger to now when they're older and i actually want to see how they actually do that with this because i do find the benjamin button effect where you can actually make certain actors actually younger than what they are. And it actually worked well with the RDJ scene over in uh, Civil War. I actually thought that worked out perfectly well, in my opinion. Where you couldn't even tell the difference with the flashbacks and everything else. But 
you know, I'm, I've always been excited for this thing. And I'm excited that Joe Pesci is back in this whole entire deal. Another fun factor is Al Pacino, of all people, has never worked with Martin Sarsese before. And he's an A-list actor. It makes me question why didn't he ever get a chance to actually act in a Martin Sarsese film. I was wondering, too, if maybe some of the characters that, at some of the movies that he has he had out at the time, just didn't have the fit for Al Pacino or anything like that. So it makes me wonder if it was just not the right time, wasn't the right fit for any of the characters. But then I look at Goodfellas, I look at some of the other movies, and I'm like, how could, I would believe that they he would actually want to have Al Pacino in the movie, if, it, if the script actually called for it. But it makes me question a few things. All of a sudden, now... That Al was a little bit, a lot older than what he used to be. Now he's in a Martin Scorsese movie, and I can't wait to see how this thing is going to be. I'm actually excited. I love gangster movies. As a matter of fact, I might actually do my favorite gangster, my top five favorite gangster movies, and do some honorable mentions for the my favorite gangster movies as well, because I just love gangster movies. I love Italian mob stories. I love Irish mob stories. I love The Departed. I love different types of movies. So, I might actually do that. Now, I'm going to go on ahead and talk about the fan-made poster for Eva Green for Doctor Strange 2. Now, as everybody knows, Nightmare is a male character. I have no problem with gender swapping or anything like that. I think that Eva Green would actually be a great way to actually do this. As a matter of fact, even for example two is even the characters in the very first Doctor Strange movie, the ancient one, she was actually supposed to be a guy. And look how well that turned out. So Eva Green being Nightmare, I'm perfectly all for it, to be honest with you, because she could shape shift into different characters. You can do a lot with that character. She could be sexual if she wants to be sexual. She can actually do different things within the dream to actually do things that no no other person can actually do. And the Nightmare Realm is one of those things that's actually a mystery and stuff like that too because there's a lot that they can actually do with that character that I can't wait to see if they're actually going to do Eva Green or go with a male actor or another female actress. But either way it goes, I'm fine with... If they choose Eva Green, I'm all for it. I love whenever they want to do a gender swap and try something new. It gives you a fresh... um way of looking at things rather than looking at everything from a male's perspective so I actually cannot wait to see that and what I mean by a sexual presence on the screen what I mean is you can actually do a little bit of a number where let's say for instance that she's trying to eat somebody's dream uh dreams up and she actually has to be a little bit seductive but at the same time she has to be deadly that's the kind of seduction that I'm talking about so, I'm not talking about, like, over-sexualization within that character. I'm just talking about what works might work for that character to actually make uh, the character actually follow her as the nightmare to actually follow her within the dream. So, I think it could actually work out pretty well for that, in my honest opinion. I think that I cannot wait to see Doctor Strange 2 with Nightmare because, to me, if you haven't, if you don't know who Nightmare is... I recommend that you actually check out his comics and stuff like that with Doctor Strange in it. Because think of the best way that I described Nightmare is think of Freddy Krueger, but in the MCU. Think of him as in the Marvel comic book world. And think of how he would actually kill Captain America or Tony Stark or how he would eat those people alive. 
that's how I picture uh, Nightmare. I think of him as one of those dark characters that can actually go just as bad as what Freddy is. But that's just how I'm looking at it. That's how I always looked at the character. He's one of those dark and ominous characters that, you know, that you can actually get a kind of a feel for what they're actually wanting to do with the shape-shifting and stuff like that. I want to actually see a little bit of an origin story instead of them just, bam, there's, there's Nightmare in the Nightmare Realm. But they also actually did a little bit of a tip of a hat with Ant-Man and the Wasp where they actually did incorporate the Nightmare Realm and stuff like that. So I was actually excited to see that little tip of the hat. And, you know, like I said, I'm excited. I'm sweaty about this whole entire idea. I think it's a great idea to actually do a gender swap if they're going to choose to do a gender swap. If it's right for the script and what it's called for the script. I like Nightmare. I like what they're wanting to do with this. Doctor Strange 2 is actually going to be my most anticipated movies whenever this movie actually hits and when they start filming. So I can't wait to see this movie. God, I'm so excited for this movie. But... Now I want to go on ahead and talk about my anticipated movies for the remaining of the year. And those movies are going to be The Edge Chapter 2, of course, because I already told you what I what I think of it. But I'm just going to go on ahead just in case anybody hasn't watched the other couple of episodes or whatever. That's what I've been talking about for like the last two episodes because it's my most anticipated movie. It's also my most my favorite book by Stephen King not to mention I didn't like how the miniseries handled the second half I always thought the first half was better than the second half and they turned Pennywise into a jokester rather than something scary so I hope they actually go that extra mile with this where they actually make the clown a lot more scarier than something comical because I want to actually see that then they all like I said and the other ones too was Ben wasn't the one who discovered the whole entire town history. It was Mike that actually discovered the whole entire town history, but they swapped it around, and that's okay. Because in the in the book, Ben is pretty much like the architect. As a matter of fact, that's who he becomes in the book. He's an architect. Mike it was always the, the guy that stood around in dairy and everything and making sure this thing doesn't come back or let them know that that it's coming back. So... They actually kept that true to the book. I like the fact that they changed it up where Ben actually knows the town history. So that's actually a little something that I actually liked. And they're not going to... I hope they don't butcher the town history because the town history is the best thing about the book. Yeah, I know that they can probably make it a little bit smaller without the town history. But without the history of the town, you won't know how it came to be. You wouldn't know what happened to the town and why it was being corrupted by this darkness by this wickedness of this being that can actually manipulate kids and even manipulate the parents to not see what's really going on to where they can actually attack their kids so that's what i want to see from it chapter two that's why i'm this my most anticipated movie for this for this year and you know speaking of stephen king movies another one that i'm excited for is dr sleep and you know i'm reading the shining right now because I haven't um, read The Shining before or anything. I did see Stanley Kubrick's Shining, and I do like The Shining movie, but I like the book a little bit more than I like the movie. But as far as from page to movie type of, uh, from book to movie, it's actually pretty decent. I actually enjoyed it. I like Nichol- Jack Nicholson as Jack. I didn't like the actress that played Wendy at all. I thought Shelley Duvall was not that great as Wendy, in my opinion. 
But, hey, you know, everybody has their opinions and everything. That's just my opinion. I just didn't like her as that. And I liked the little kid that played Danny. Because I actually felt like, you know, I can actually feel the presence on the screen. And when I'm reading the book, I can actually relate to that character to where he can feel frightened. He can feel vulnerable. He can feel all these feelings. And Stanley Cooper actually got that stuff right. Yeah, he might have gotten a few things wrong here and there, but I thought it was a perfect adaption to what he wanted to create for a a book that's based off of a Stephen King novel. But I haven't read Dr. Sleep yet, and I love the trailers that I saw for Dr. Sleep. I love the suspense. I love the fact that they're going back to how everything affects Danny now, now that he's um, he's an age to where he's actually a grown-up now, and how it's all affecting him now. And the Overlook is pretty much calling for him and calling for another Shining. So I'm kind of I'm interested in seeing what Doctor Sleep does and everything because I think this is actually going to be one of those movies that is going to have legs. It's not going to make a ton of money. Yeah, it's a Stephen King based based novel, but I don't th- unless they actually say Stephen King or the sequel to Stephen King's Shining or The Shining presents Doctor Sleep. Nobody's going to actually know this is a sequel to Dr. Sleep unless they know that it's a... Unless actually they incorporate The Shining. Because some people may not be familiar with the fact that Stephen King even wrote a sequel to The Shining. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm a type of person that actually knows this stuff because of the fact of what I do and stuff like that. Where I keep everybody up to date with certain movies, certain topics and stuff like that. So I'm able to keep up with it. As for just an average Joe off the street, they probably don't know that there's even another Stephen King book or that there's actually going to be a sequel to The Shining. So word of mouth gets around that saying that Dr. Sleep is good. It's going to have legs. It's going to creep up to the number one spot and everything, I think it's actually going to be pretty good, and I'm actually excited for that. Um, I'm actually going to also talk about 21 Bridges, too, because that's actually another one of my anticipated movies, too, because I like seeing Shadwick Baldwin, Baldwin in this movie. I love him as T'Challa. I like seeing him in this action-packed movie where they actually have to stop these bridges from so no one gets in, no one gets out until they actually get this person that's actually causing this havoc, and you know, I like the Russo brothers. I like what they do. And matter of fact, I'm all for the Russo brothers or two brothers in general sharing the director's seat because it's not just a workload on one person. They can share the workload and they can also still get their job done. And that's why I like the Stranger Things directors and writers. That's why I like the Russo brothers is because they can share each other's burdens or whatever and then they can still get their job done without it actually affecting one person and that's what I'm I, and to be honest with you I'm excited for 21 Bridges a lot because of the fact that it's the Russo Brothers Chadwick Boseman is back is going to be in this movie it's going to be action-packed I liked what I saw with the trailer from whenever I first saw the trailer I don't really need to see another trailer of this I'm sold. I'm getting my ticket ready. I'm going to go see this movie. I'm going to do a review on it. I cannot wait to see 21 Bridges because of that. Then, of course, my other anticipated movie is The Kitchen. I talked about the trailer on on Monday's episode. 
And, man, I love what they did with the kitchen. This is actually a 1975 graphic novel from DC. And it's based off of In Hell's Kitchen. And it's dealing with the mafia's wives. And, of course, they go on ahead and they do their thing. Because uh, their husbands are busy doing whatever. But they take the thing into their own hands. They make it about them. They actually, this actually looks action packed. This is going to be a different type of thing that Melissa McCarthy that we see from Melissa McCarthy. I think. Now here's the thing, Melissa McCarthy has been very hit and miss with her comedy, but I think we're going to see a whole new side of her that we haven't seen before. And I believe that if she got away from doing movies with her husband, letting him direct her, I think that the movies would actually be 10 times better and the laughs would be a lot would be there. But that's just my own opinion. That's what I think. But I like Melissa McCarthy as an actress. I like her as a person. Then you also have as it's a booty, booty hole. That's the girl that from Girls Trip and I actually like her as an actress and everything and I think that she's going to kill it and crush it in this movie. So I can't wait to see that. That's actually going to be also another DC property. And the best thing about that is I don't even think it's going to actually have a sequel or anything. I think it's just a one one uh, step thing, whether it's just a graphic novel. So that's another thing. Then we have the Joker movie coming out in October. That's another one I'm actually excited for. And it's actually going to it's gonna be produced by Martin Scorsese's company it's not going to be a martin scorsese film or he's not going to be directing it or anything like that it's just going to be produced by martin scorsese's studio and that's it and it's going to be walking phoenix as the joker and this is going to be like a what if kind of thing and you know what i'm i'm actually excited at first i wasn't sold on the makeup i wasn't sold on anything that I was seeing at first, but it's it's growing on me. The more I think about it, the more I actually look at everything, the more I look at the plot details, which kind of reminds me of falling down and everything. It, it, I really I really am excited about seeing the Joker movie. And you know what? If you guys don't like the fact that I, I'm excited for it, I don't really care. For me, it works. I like seeing a what it, uh, else story, you know, outside of the DCEU. And I think that it can actually explore new things on its own merit rather than having to have everything canon. And that's one of the things. Without it being canon, you can actually cut the handcuffs off and actually do a lot more with it. So, therefore, I'm actually excited about seeing the Joker movie and stuff like that. And it also kind of reminds me of the killing joke in a little bit, in a, in a little bit of ways, too. So, I like the Joker movie. I like Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, probably. And stuff like that. I like most of Walking Phoenix movies. So there's that. I cannot wait for the Joker movie. Then there's Zombieland 2 Double Tap. I can't wait for that. Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg. And then you also have Emma Stone in this movie again. And like I said uh, on Monday's episode, I wasn't sure if they were going to able to get these actors back. Because... Jesse Eisenberg is also a household name now. Emma Stone's an A-list actor, actress now, and a household name. So I wasn't sure if they were going to be able to, these studios were actually going to be able to get them back again because they would probably want higher demand money, which I can't blame them because of their acting ability and what they're able to do on the screen. So therefore, I can see why maybe the studios didn't want to take a chance at first because, don't forget, we had that horrible Amazon show before. And now we're actually going to be getting a Zombieland 2 with all the original cast members adding in one new cast me- member for this new character that they actually have. And I'm kind of wary about her. Like I said, I'm not one of because here's the thing. 
when a character goes, oh my god, I cannot, the oh my god thing, the, the preppy girl thing just gives me, I don't know, it just makes my skin crawl, because even whenever I was in high school, I cannot stand the preppy type of girl where she goes, oh my god, da da da, I cannot, uh, that, that just creeps me out, it makes my skin crawl, that's just something I can't stand, but I'm hoping that with this character, it just, she does not annoy me, but I'm actually excited to see the chemistry between these characters and how they interact with amongst them amongst each other and see Woody Harrelson do his thing with the jokes and also him dressed up as Santa Claus and Jesse tells him what that what he wants for Christmas he doesn't care what he wants for Christmas and knocks him off off his lap that was my favorite part of that whole entire thing was that part and then we're going to get down to where November is which is a beautiful day in the neighborhood where you actually have a semi-biopic, but a, but also not a biopic. Because it's about this guy who's interviewing Mr. Rogers. And based off of that, it's also, and get this, Mr. Rogers is actually going to be, ta- be played by Tom Hanks. And I'm actually excited for that because this is actually Academy Award winning material here that they can actually do something with this movie and you know what I grew up with Mr. Rogers he talked about hard topics that nobody was able to talk to kids about there was actually the explosion and everything on the rock one of the rocket ships there was other topics that he talked about to give kids comfort and to be able to interact with kids that their parents probably wouldn't be able to interact with them with and there was like a lot of learning and stuff like that that Mr. Rogers was able to interact with not only that but he was also a World War II veteran and I can I you know what I can honestly say I can I respect the heck out of this guy I really do this this dude in my opinion is one of the best guys out there, humble, and he just touched my heart when I was a kid, and I always watched his show, I remember Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and everything else, matter of fact, I wanted to see the biopic, uh, not the biopic, but the autobiography that they actually had out, so I might actually check that out and do a review on that, but as far as this movie goes and everything, I'm excited for it. It brings me back to my childhood. It brings me back to everything else. And plus, it gives you a little bit more of a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff because you have the interviewing, asking Mr. Rogers certain questions and never thought in your life what the how he would actually answer those questions. So I'm excited about what they're going to do with that. So uh, those are the movies that I'm excited about for 2019, which is 21 Bridges, The Kitchen, Joker movie, Zombieland 2, Double Tap, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and of course, It Chapter 2. Now, we're going to get down to um, movies that are going to be taking place in 2020. There's the Birds of Prey movie. Yes, I'm excited for that because I like Margaret Robbie as Harley Quinn. I thought she stole the show for Suicide Squad the very first Suicide Squad movie, and it actually looks like kind of like an 80s retro type of deal because of the way the trailers are set up and stuff like that. But uh, I want to see more, though. I actually do want to see see more to this so that way I can actually eat a little... You know what I'm saying? I just want to digest it a little bit more to see what they're going to give me. But I'm excited for that. I'm actually excited for Birds of Prey. I'm excited for what DCEU is going to be doing for that. I would be excited for Suicide Squad... Two, but that doesn't come out until 2021. Then we also have Wonder Woman 1984. I'm excited about this movie. And, you know, I really enjoyed Patty Jenkins um, directing Wonder Woman 
the very first Wonder Woman movie. I felt like that she actually captured the heart of Wonder Woman. She actually captured who she was as a person, as an individual, as someone that is isolated from the the other world. And all of a sudden that something happens and that world is now turned upside down whenever this other guy comes into town and they never saw what the guy, this guy looks like or anything like that. Don't don't even know what the male uh, presence actually looks like. All they're used to is this their own custom, their own gender, and everything else. So that was kind of interesting on how they brought that up. And you know, I I really enjoyed the very first Wonder Woman in which Patty Jenkins was able to capture. Now for her to come back and direct the second movie, I'm all for it. I'm really am because I want to see what Wonder Woman was, has been up to in 1984, and also with the whole Nixon thing. So I'm excited about this. This is actually one of those things that like Days of Future Past in a way. That and you know I I'm a huge history buff as well, so this actually makes me uh smile a lot when I think about Wonder Woman 1984, you know, but then there's Bond 25 that's coming out, and there's a lot of controversy with that with the whole entire numbers with 007 with woman where a woman is actually going to be 007 not James Bond but the numbers itself to me I actually don't mind that because of the fact that. You know, you're not taking, you're not actually calling this person James Bond. She's just doing a recycle. Think about it like this. You have a cell phone. Somebody else has a cell phone. They, you actually, somebody actually has the same number as you back in the past when you disconnected your phone. And now that person has your number, but they don't become you. They, they're still the same person and they just have your number. This is exactly what they're doing. They're just recycling numbers and she just happens to have James Bond's number. And I think that the way they're going to do this is, this is me speculating, that Bond is going to come out of retirement to avenge this person that died and get revenge on that. And then also use like a Hannibal Lecter type of deal when it's dealing with its main villain to try and capture Rami Malek. So I think that's actually going to be pretty interesting, too. Because I really like Daniel Craig as Bond. Yes, I didn't like him as Spectre because he was just kind of worn down. He was tired from the role. But I think he's going to be okay with this. He's going to be retiring on top of this character, I believe. So I'm excited for this. But like I said, I don't have an issue with them recycling the numbers or anything like that. Because maybe with the plot line, maybe the killers actually get mixed up with uh, 007 thinking that it's the guy. Maybe... They shoot this person in the alley, leave her for dead. Then James is called up to come out of retirement because some old enemies are coming after him. So he might so he might be relaxing on the beach. Gets a call. He goes on ahead and doesn't become retired anymore. So that's the way I'm looking at it. Then there's Bad Boys for Life. I've been waiting for a third Bad Boys movie since Bad Boys Two, and to see Martin Lawrence and Will Smith back at this thing again. Since 2003, guys. Since 2003. 20 years ago, man. God, I cannot believe it's that long. <laughs> Any, anyways, I'm gonna. Anyways, I'm just. I'm just psyched up for this bad boys for life thing, man. This thing is. This thing is awesome, man. I, I cannot wait to see what this is actually gonna be. Because I'm a huge fan of Will Smith. I'm a huge fan of Martin Lawrence. I cannot wait to see their chemistry between Mike, Larry. And Martin Lawrence's character again, I cannot wait for the, for them for this at all between Marcus and uh, Mike Larry. I cannot wait for this movie. I'm excited. I'm pumped up for it. It's, it's a long time coming. It really is. 
And then there's A Quiet Place 2. That's another movie that I'm excited for. I really liked the, the very first Quiet Place movie. And the reason why I liked The Quiet Place, uh, the very first Quiet Place movie was because of the fact there was not much dialogue, but even with not that much dialogue, there was still a lot going on between the facial expressions that the characters were giving each other and everything else. That's acting because you can actually feel the fear that these alien beings are going to probably rip this family apart and you're wondering how are they going to survive. And then even then, the mother is even pregnant, so you're wondering, oh God, there how are she how is she gonna survive and then there's this whole entire thing where they actually had everything set up to where she can actually survive and have the baby and the baby can actually be kind of quiet so the way these alien beings don't try and attack them so i'm interested to see what they actually do with a quiet place too i wonder if they're actually going to go back a little bit before the events of the very first quiet place movie or whatever to whenever before the apocalypse happened with it but hey i'm excited to see what they're going to actually do with it what they're going to incorporate then there's the jared leto morbius movie morbius the living vampire is my favorite favorite spider-man villain in the whole entire thing besides venom he's my one of my favorite villains and i sony better not screw this one up because this is actually one of my favorite characters and I cannot wait to see Jared Leto as Morbius. I think he's going to give you layers. I think he's going to give you a lot of stuff that we haven't seen from a villain before. You know, like I said, I'm excited for this. I can't wait to see it. I think Morbius, the living vampire, is going to be really good. And get this, guys. I'm actually excited for the Black Widow movie. The more I sit down and think about it and everything, the Bam Pudapest, the prequels. And it's going to be a prequel thing. I'm actually a little bit more open-minded to it and everything. I let it marinate and everything, like I said before. I'm excited with the Taskmaster thing because he can mimic other people's moves and stuff like that, and we actually get to see what's going to happen, the events that happen in Bam Budapest, and it's actually going to be a prequel thing. And like I said, it's kind of interesting on how, why, on how they're doing it because Black Widow is dead, and it made me question a few things like, okay, why are they starting Phase 5 with... A prequel movie about Black Widow unless the events that happen in Black Widow is actually going to affect what's going to happen in the future films so I'm hoping that that's what happens there because I like cause and effect when it comes to movies so hopefully that's what's going to happen but anyways tell me what you guys think what, uh, what movies are you excited for to, for 2019 what movies are you excited for 2020 what do you think of the fan made post for Ava Green for Doctor Strange too what do you think of the Irishman trailer review tell me what you guys think on our page, message us, feel free to talk, I like to nerd out, I like to geek out, I like to get sweaty with everybody, and stuff like that too, so, anyways, don't forget to hit the subscribe button for this podcast, if you're, if you like this podcast, I would recommend it to anybody, and also too, you know, share this podcast among other movie fans and stuff like that too, because I really would like to get the word out a little bit more, not only that, but also rate my show, tell me what you guys think on my show, you know, we're actually available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify and other podcasting apps. So please check us out. And, you know, as always and forever, until next time. Bye-bye.